Good morning, it's good to see you all here. My name is Pastor Dennis. I get to be the lead pastor here, and it's a privilege and honor every time. It's always fun, too, on a family fifth to see so many families. And if you're joining us online, I hope, hope well, your family's probably all there, which is awesome. So it's good to see you all here. And thank you already to everybody who's been up here and, and participated. It's fun to have all the different, different groups uh, represented and people, people taking part. And I love, I love seeing the kids up here and the families and all. It's been good. I am afraid of a couple things. Are you? I mean, fear is real, right? I mean, we all have fear of some things. You know, we actually have a, a ladies uh, connect group that meets on Tuesdays called Fearless Women. They did a series and named their group that. And it just says, I mean, it shows you that there's fear is real. We need, to, we need to work with that. You know what else I'm afraid of? I'm afraid that if you're a guy and you want to go to men's retreat with us this year, you're very close to missing the deadline because <laughs> it's today. Well, it, you need to go. We'd love for you to go. You would love it. And if you don't get your name in today, you will miss it. So please go online. You can sign up on the events. I would hate for anybody to miss that. But fear is real, right? We're all afraid. What are some things you're afraid of? You can just call it out if you want. Snakes. That was fast. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's in the top five for a lot of people. What else are you afraid of? Wasps. Tornadoes. Clowns. Clowns. I thought you said clouds. Well, some clouds are scary. I know I've seen some clouds that are scary. What else? I hear another one over here. I didn't what? Tights? Oh, heights. <laughs> I'm afraid of tights. I wouldn't want to be caught yeah, dead in tights either. But, but yeah, heights. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid of heights. Not the Newtons, though. I don't know if you heard about that. But, but uh, Jesse and his dad, Josh, went uh, skydiving. That's cool. Anybody, anything else you guys are afraid of comes to mind we haven't said? Talking in public or just talking in general? Oh, in public, like standing up here talking? Okay. Anything else? ghosts okay i'm hearing a lot of things which is normal right god gave us fear he gave us all of our emotions for a good reason the problem is when those fears or emotions get out of control and then cause us to do or say or not do things that we should do i mean fear in and of itself is a good thing and sometimes it's really really rational and good you mentioned fear of heights most normal people don't jump out of airplanes right right okay and most people don't want to experience that kind of thing and maybe you i don't know if any of you have done this where maybe you you saw a tree and other people are climbing and you started to climb in the tree anybody ever done that you get up to a certain height and you realize oh boy you know how that feeling in your knees and you're looking down and you're thinking i need to get down that's good that's fear helping you to protect yourself that's okay some of us don't have enough of that <laughs> and and maybe do things we shouldn't right that happens. How about anybody fearful of driving fast? You get to a certain speed and you realize, ooh, this is too fast. And you look down and realize, well, that's because I'm going faster than I should be. I have that fear when other people are driving fast. Do you have that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. And if I'm in a car and I'm like, whoa, and you start to feel those knuckles grip the seat and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happening. You know, the thing is, uh, fear is interesting because there's a lot of things we're afraid of that are physical things like that spider up there, I actually am fascinated by spiders, but I think it's a mixture of fear and fascination that draws, draws me sometimes to that. But when I saw that plastic spider, I thought, that looks scary, right? Why is that? It's because they're dangerous and you withdraw. That's a healthy thing. But there are physical things that we're afraid of. Some things, somebody mentioned ghosts. I mean, I think there's also things that are not physical that we're afraid of. 
I think sometimes there's fears we're afraid of that haven't actually happened. Sometimes we call that worry. You ever heard of that? Where you're worried about something that might happen. That's a kind of fear. And you know what's interesting is psychologists tell us that actually only about 5% of the things we worry about actually happen. So 95% of that energy that we invest into worry doesn't happen. It's interesting. That, that story about Daniel and the lion's den, I kind of wanted to ask you about that for a minute. How many think Daniel was afraid? You're afraid to raise your hand because you're in church, right? Because you know that Daniel was, was a prophet and you know that he trusted God and you know he prayed. But seriously, don't you think he was a little afraid? I mean, I don't know exactly how that that was arranged. I mean, I like how they did it. I don't know if they had to lower him into a pit of lions. I don't know how that worked. But I'll guarantee you that as he was being lowered in, he was praying and he probably had a mixture of fear. He knew God was faithful, but he still had fear. Because some of us might be sitting here today and think any measure of fear over things is sin. And I don't think that's true. I think God gave us fear because it's okay. It's normal But I also think that faith ultimately should overcome fear. Now, I don't know how it worked as far as Daniel with those lions that with if maybe when his feet touched the ground, he looked at them and they were just chill and he thought, "Okay, this is good. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this. I know that he was afraid. You know, you know who else was afraid? The king, right? He was afraid. Why was he afraid? And I'll bet you, the story tells us, he was actually more afraid. Why was that? Someone tell me. He didn't have faith in God. Now, what I said is Daniel probably had some fear, but then his faith overcame the fear because he knew who God was. He knew God had called him. And I'll bet you also he knew that God was going to take care of him no matter what happened. The king didn't have that because he didn't serve God like you do. There's a difference, a big difference. You know, let me ask you some things about fear. What feeds fear? What are some things that feeds your fear? You know, one thing I think that feeds fear today is the news. You ever notice that? Because a lot of the news is so bad, it feeds our fear. And really, it's the nature of news. It's almost like I don't blame them because I know how it works. If the the news is, is more scary, they get more people to watch. That's how it works. But when you're watching the news, a lot of times more and more of that can feed the fear more and more. And even though you're praying and you know God is still God and you know he's going to work things out, that fear can start to grow and you may not even realize it. It's interesting too, they've done a lot of tests on people where as they show them fearful images and objects and news stories, the person themselves, they'll say, are you okay? Are you afraid? And they'll say no. But when they test their body, they can tell that the anxiety is raising up inside them even though they can't even sense it yet. Isn't that interesting? What about good news? Does good news make you fearful? Would you like some good news today? I saw some good news this week that I, I, I saw it on the news. I, I actually saw it on the news, but it was like really quick. All the bad news was taken up most of the news, but then I saw some good news. You want to hear some good news? Did any of you hear about this, that in Georgia, the U.S. Marshals found 39 missing children this week? I saw that and I thought, 
Why isn't that huge news? We're hearing all this about, about that issue and we're praying about it and we're hoping that happens. And then when, it, when they're found, I thought, and I wanted to know more about those kids and where did they come from? And where, and what, I wanted to see reunions with their parents. And to me, that would be such exciting news. And I don't know about you, but I would have been on cloud nine all week. Did you hear this? Now, I don't, have a, I don't play the stock market, but um, did, did you hear that the stock market has now recovered all all the losses from the COVID lockdown. Did you hear that? That's true. That's a good thing. Our economy needs to be strong because people need to work and people need jobs. And, and that's how it all works. It all works together as an entire system. When I heard that, I thought, why isn't that huge news? That would have given people encouragement to know that things in the economy are getting better. And that's with 20 states still locked down. Imagine what will happen when those 20 free up. I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus, because we as a country need some good news. <laughs> Want to hear some other good news? We prayed a couple weeks ago. I mentioned to you that we support a missionary who's in Russia. And I mentioned to you that the church that she attends is a Christian church. And it's been there for 70 some years. So before the revolution and what has been happening all over the world, but in this part of Russia, actually, they're demolishing churches. And once it's demolished, they can never rebuild again. And so two times, workmen had showed up to demolish the church. And so what the people in the church did is they literally sat on the roof to protect the building. And then, so here's the good news. You want to hear good news? Because I was wondering whatever happened, because I'd seen some, some uh, news from this missionary, but, but she didn't mention that. I'm intentionally not mentioning her name. I wouldn't want to put her in any danger or jeopardy, but... So I emailed and asked her, hey, whatever happened with the church? She said, oh, I'm glad you asked. Let me forward you what the pastor sent out to everybody. Here's what happened. When they looked at the permit from the workers, they had the, actually the wrong address on the permit. So not only did they protect the church by standing there, but then it looked like something was fishy. So he actually went down to the city, and then they sued and won in court, which is amazing. And now that church is protected. Can we praise God for that? That is good news. I want you to know that your prayers have impact and power and not everything is bad all the time. It's sad, though, because a lot of times, like I said, the bad news is what reigns and it puts fear in us and it scares us all the time. Do you want to hear some good news even about the covid virus? I got all this from, there's a website called Flatten the Fear. What they do is they, they get information from the CDC and from all these other groups. The CBD, CDC recently revised its infection fatality estimate down to 0.26%. Let me, let me express that in a positive way. That means 99.73% is not fatal. Do, do you know how close that is to 100%? That's a lot. I'm just saying, okay. I'm not really into math all that much, but I'm just kidding. How about this? Um, uh, let me just name one more of these. There's so many statistics here. It's just mind-blowing. Um, and, and we all know that this, this particular virus is, is, is more um, deadly for those who are older. If you are 34 years old or younger, your probability of dying from COVID as of June 3rd was 0.0005%. That's good news. That's good news. Praise God for that. We need to pray for those who are sick and ailing, and we want to make sure that they are well. But you need to hear good news, because bad news creeps into your heart, creeps into your mind, and creates fear. What else adds to fear? You know what else adds to fear? Negative people. I don't want to be one of those. And if, if, 
if you're around more negative people, it adds more to the fear. Have you noticed that? I remember there were certain times, I remember my mom, sometimes she'd say, I don't want you hanging out with those boys. I'd say, why? They're my friends. She said, because when you're around them, you act more like them and you don't act like yourself anymore. They are changing the way you act. They're changing your attitude. They're changing your response to things, the way you talk. Even the words you're using is more their words than your words. Do you realize that? This, this has been said a number of times. I even tried to trace it down this week. Who said it first? And I couldn't find it anywhere. But there is this, this idea that, the, that you will become more like the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Be careful who that is. And I put on Facebook this, this week, I thought, I said, make sure one of those is Jesus. Because the more time you spend with him, the more that's going to change the fear into faith. And it's going to change the way you act in every certain way. Uh, there's a great verse. Uh, Proverbs says, an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Do you realize that you can be the one to cheer people up and take away the anxious worry and give them a lift? You know what else holds us down? A lot of times it's our own thoughts. Sometimes if I'm left with my own thoughts, I realize, man, these are not going in the right direction. And it seems like it's more negative and negative and doubts kind of grow and emotions grow. And in 2 Timothy, Paul was raising up this young minister and he said to him, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. And when I read that, sometimes I need to repeat that verse to myself so I can remind myself that's not what God wants for me. He wants for me to have a positive and a happy attitude. And it doesn't mean that you're not fearful of the right things. It means that you trust in him. So what conquers fear? You know what conquers fear? Trust. You know what conquers fear? Jesus. Putting your mind on him. More on all those other things. This is what conquers fear. Talking to your parents. Talking to your teachers. Talking to people who know that can give you truth so that you don't have to worry. First Peter, Peter, one of the apostles, he wrote this, this letter to the churches and he wrote this. He said, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. In the New Living, it says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I'm worried and have cares, I, I go to people and I tell them and it's nice, it's good, but they can't help me. They're not in a position to actually take my cares and worries away. Only God can really do that. He's the only one who can do it. You know what? I don't want to leave you with this because just this. What, what I want you to do is make sure you focus on what's true. Make sure you're, you carefully find out the truth. And I love this too. Take precautions. I, I thought about that word a lot this week, especially with COVID and, you know, us wearing the masks and keeping distance and making sure, you know, God forbid we'd beat around somebody, who, you know, longer than 15 minutes and all that. What, what those are are precautions. They're caution you take ahead of time to protect yourself. That's a good way to deal with fear. I know that I've ahead of time taken precautions so they don't have to worry about those things then I don't worry. And then this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It's Philippians chapter four, verses six to eight. It says, do not be anxious or worry about anything. Now, I know some of you are like, that's kind of rude to say, just don't worry. Well, I'm not just saying don't worry. He actually gives you a prescription of how not to worry. 
Worrying's normal. It's natural. It's when it gets out of control that it's a problem. So he says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends, passes all understanding, will guard both your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. We're going to do that in a minute. We're going to actually do that. I'm going to ask you to take whatever worry you have, and I'm going to ask you to give it to him. And then here's the trick, though. You have to actually let him guard your heart and mind. I know a lot of people who who are comfortable or actually hold onto their worries. And I, I wish we could just let them go. And I know it's not easy. I know it's easier for some than others. I get that. But you are serving a God who loves you, cares about you. When you bring those requests to him, he wants to take the care and anxiety from you. And then he wants to guard your heart and mind. But if you say, no, I'm going to let my mind worry, he's not going to fight you. He wants you to do that. We're going to pray. And then he says this. Instead of worrying, think about these things. Think about good things. He says, he says, think about everything that's good. Do you guys know that verse 8? I know everybody who's in the girls' program could do it, right? You can quote that. Let's have all the girls quote it from the girls' program. You ready? Do you remember it from when you were missionette? <laughs> he says, think about these things. You know, let's do this. Could you, could you all shut your eyes with me for a minute? I'm going to actually walk you through it. He says that he wants you to put your mind on good things, beautiful things, things that are of good report. What are those things for you? What are good things? Now, with your eyes still closed, I know that there are things that worry us. I know that. For, for a lot of people, the, the, the entire COVID pandemic is the biggest worry of all. I know that. For some of you, it's finances. For some of you, it's a relationship, maybe with a child or, or a parent or a marriage. Some of you, it's, it's your education and you're just, you're not sure how you're going to do this online. For some of you, it's, it's some other frustration thing, maybe a home decision or buying a car, or whatever. There's so many things that, that weigh upon our minds. What I'm going to ask you to do right now, I'm going to pray for you, for us. I'm going to pray right through that Philippians 4 passage. And I'm going to ask you to give those to God and let him take the worry from you. It's up to you, though. You have to do it. Let's do that together. God, we come before you with all these worries, these things that are on our minds and and it's normal. You, you want us to be concerned about things we should be concerned about. We know that. But God, we ask that you would take these worries that are weighing us down and giving us anxiety. And we ask that you would take us. We know you care about us. We're handing them to you. And now we ask that you would give us that peace that completely transcends, passes all understanding, and that you would guard now our hearts and minds. And now you would also help us to think about good things. The fact that you love us and you care about us and you, you have a, a plan for us that is good and, and wholesome, that you will turn bad things into good. And God, you are good. God, we trust you for all these things. We place these in your hand and we ask you to take them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Jim.